Welcome to the Mind of Money. My name is Douglas Lodmel, and today is like full family time. It's my brother and my niece. So my brother Benjamin Lodmel and my niece Sophie. Hey guys, how are you? Hello. Great. Great. Yeah. So uh, you're you're in London right now, Sophie. You're checking into school, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Third year, Salt University. Third year. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> It's all yeah. going so fast. If anybody out there thinks that uh, you've got time for something, think again, <laughs> whatever you want to do, do it right now because exactly. it, it's moving. Life is moving. Exactly. Yeah, like take your daughter to university. Yeah, like take your daughter to, to London to university. <laughs> yeah, do it or it ain't happening again. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or you miss it. You miss that part yeah. of life. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, uh, I wanted to have you on, Ben, because... You're doing the uh, the one of the one of the most um, relevant and and frankly challenging parts of what we do in asset protection is actually protect the assets when it comes time. So when we have an asset protection structure, it's comprised of a trust. That trust has an offshore component. Well, in some cases, the assets themselves need to move offshore. And that means banking, and that means offshore support and infrastructure, and that's where you come in. So why don't you just kind of give a summary of you know what <clears throat> what you do and um, how it applies to what we're doing, and um, and then we could get into the details. Okay. Well, I mean, firstly, the twenty five plus years we've been you know structuring asset protection plans and putting them on offer, I've never seen greater demand than I'm seeing now. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, the number of people that are more aware of it, uh, they're more educated about it. Uh, they're, they're really serious about putting it in place because they understand that, you know, anyone can sue them for any amount of money. Uh, they don't have to prove why they can get an attorney for free. If they lose, there's not, uh, you know, any, there's not, uh, you know, the other side doesn't, has a contingency fee. They don't have to pay their legal bills. And so it's a right, situation. There's no risk to sue anybody. It's just all upside for the sewers, for the plaintiffs it, it, and all downsides exactly. for the people getting sued. So, you know, what used to seem like uh, voodoo is now something that's part of a standard financial planner's repertoire. I mean, CPAs are aware. People in our industry of giving advice that were traditionally very conservative are now very open-minded to it. So what it means is, is that we're just dealing with a lot of people that we have to go through the process of explaining, okay, part A is making sure that you go ahead and get the plan structured. And it's got to be done properly, like as we do it, or... Uh, if not, it doesn't work. It's like buying something that, you know, a, a life jacket or something. Uh, it's got a, it's a faulty got a life jacket. It looks good and it might pass code when the inspector breezes by, but when you right. actually need it, it's sinking. Right, which also includes the professional advice and the experience that yeah. Lobnell has to actually affect the plan. And so increasingly, we're talking a lot more about putting in kind of part B of the asset protection plan, which is Swiss banking. And um, my message has been increasingly, our message has really been that the prudent thing is to go ahead and get the banking relationship established now, before you are served, before you're on notice. Um, It gets you through the process of due diligence. It's not like opening up a bank account at Bank of America. It takes a month. Um, There's a, a serious due diligence process. I always joke the banks are more afraid of the clients than the clients are of the banks. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, though? The banks yeah. Are, the banks are, are really, really, uh, man, they have just turned skittish almost. Absolutely. Well, they have everything to lose and nothing to gain if they take a client who's 
going to ruin their reputation. Right. Right. And, so, and nowadays one client can do it. I mean, one bad client yeah. all of a sudden attached to a bank name and the bank is suffering irreparable harm. Absolutely. All of a sudden you're on a Twitter feed or on some something and it's a problem. So um, what, what I'm really saying is, is, look, let's get through this process. Um, you know, it's a half a million bucks to open up a, a Swiss bank account and it's got a mean a minimum account balance. Yeah. Right. You know, not, not a fee to open it up. The fee to open it up is no. basically nominal. Right. It's it's no different than other banking relationships in the States. It's like if you were to open up an account to any other uh, banking platform. But, right. you you know, the minimums are $500,000 with the potential of at least having a million or more. What we have learned is that once clients go through this process, not, all, not only do they really feel that much more confident and comfortable with the asset protection plan, because they know that if they need, they can wire the money there. Uh, also, they understand that it puts the law firm, you, uh, in a much stronger position as well if you have to deal with or communicate or deter and avoid uh, a lawsuit or credit threat. So, uh, and then kind of part B, the, the second thing that occurs is, is suddenly they realize that they prefer the platform. There's more service. Um, the pricing is the same or better. Uh, the access to a more tailored uh asset management portfolio uh, is better and you know what I try to help them understand and this becomes very clear when the client comes to Switzerland and they actually physically come to the office and they yeah, understand right. the the notion of long-term relationships is not just a joke in Switzerland right uh, because they have to put a lot of energy and effort up front and so the most sophisticated approach these days is really to engage an asset protection planning firm and make sure that they properly prepare the dossier of your due diligence. Mm -hmm. And they have strong relationships with many different banking platforms, all closely held, which means that there's no credit, credit risk uh, on those platforms. And the idea is really to uh, make sure that you're entering that system with the proper advice and structure. Right. And... The idea is really to then have a very long-term relationship. And, you know, I've been in the banking business in the States. I've been in it in Switzerland. And my experience has been in the States. I mean, the old joke is, is that, you know, the money's in the money. Um, in the States, I mean, we're a fast-moving environment. All anyone who's in the asset management business really wants is the volume of assets under right. management and the profitability of those assets. Right. So if it was, you know, back in when we went to a hedge fund conference in, you know, the early 90s and people were getting two and 20, that's one thing. Yeah. Now everyone's getting 80 basis points if they're lucky right. or 1% if they have a fully balanced portfolio or maybe 120 basis points if they have a very aggressive, high management uh, style. So right. the reality is that, you know, pricing has come down all over the world in the, in the service of asset management. The banking platforms also have standardized their, their pricing. Uh, they're like garages where that, that park the car and hold the assets. So let's and talk so a little bit about the, the U.S. banking system, because in the, in the 25 years that we've been doing this, we have watched mm -hmm. it radically shift and experienced it firsthand on, on how it's very, very different today. So 25 years ago, <clears throat> you had two or three million dollar account. You are a high net worth private client for almost any bank. I mean, it was a very right. nice account and you got uh, 
a person that you could talk to that knew you that went to lunch with you. I mean, it, you were you were you were a big client. You were taken very seriously. Today, if you have ten million dollars, you you can't even get an individual to pick up the phone at the big bank and brokerages. They just yeah. they don't care anymore. They've 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 just commoditized their entire platform and the concept of high service has just been washed away. And that's, that's also, I'm going to have to say, it's partly the consumer's fault as well, because mm -hmm. Americans have really gravitated towards do it yourself, you know, no fees, low, low, low cost platforms, index mm -hmm. funds. I mean, we're constantly berated with, you know, you can do just as good on your own for no fees by having a Schwab account, right. managing it with just an S&P 500 index. You know, that's it. You don't need a manager. And in a bull market where everything is great and always everything is performing, well, that seems to be true. It seems right. to be true, right? It feels like it because everybody's like, well, I did just as good. Well, it's a bull market and it has been for God so long. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've, been, we've been in this artificial bull market for 15 years and it's, it's, um, it feels like nobody can lose. The, the challenge comes when things are not always perfect and that's when professional money management actually shows its value. And so right now there seems to be a little disconnect between the perception of value on the consumer side, um, access to even knowing what real service looks like, at least domestically here, and what Switzerland is still doing. They're still old school is what our experience is. So can you just kind of comment on how that's all come together and, and what, what your American clients uh, realize when they actually get to the Swiss platform? Yeah, it's such a great question because the, you know, we just returned uh, from Switzerland. You know, Sophia interned at the asset management firm, spent a lot of time in the banks last summer, yeah. the one before uh, she's been now with me three times back there. And, and this is Zurich you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, then we go and visit the platforms and, and you know, the communities outside of Zurich. So, um, but uh, to answer your question, I mean, the bank, the banks there really do believe in the notion of long-term relationships. Yeah. And they really do care if you lose money. And, I think in the States, you know, what the bankers and the asset managers and even the large institutions understand is that the client's not sophisticated enough to understand the risk that they're running to get the marginal 1% of return. Right. right. So they, everyone understands that four is bigger than three and five is bigger than four, but no one understands to go from three to four, what are you gambling right. to get that marginal percent? And, you know, uh, whereas if you have a really a personalized portfolio often we're engaging you know a hedge and you know you have to pay a little bit in order to protect yourself you know we're not trying to knock it out of the park but that's because they're so concerned about the long-term performance of the client that they're willing and it's what i keep trying to articulate not only to the folks in switzerland uh is that we're really in the business of educating our clients right them understand that look this is truly a long-term game i know it's not a story you're hearing and i know it's something that you're very skeptical of precisely because what you said people are very price sensitive i can do it myself why would i pay 60 basis if i can pay 25 blah, 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 blah. but it, the truth is is you've got to educate them to help them really understand that this is a it takes wisdom to have money it takes wisdom to keep it 
It takes relationships. They need to have the lawyer, they need to have the accountant, they need to have the bankers, they need the advisors, they need to have everybody in place. They right. need to have the trust company. They need to have everyone who's going to be, has your back if there's a problem and that they know what to do if there's a problem. I mean, it's not like just, oh, hey, he's $5,000 less. I'll take that option B. And right. it's because it's just not how it works. Well, and this so is especially true <laughs> when we're talking about in the context of asset protection. Because it's it's a Absolutely. it's a it's a joint job. You've got the lawyer setting up the asset protection structure, the trust, and then you've got the assets and the banking. And um, it, it's even more important that everybody's on the same page and everybody can execute. I, I have a lot of people call me, and there are other asset protection options out there. Many of them with non-attorney um, kind of document mill type of places that will give you a, a Cook Islands Trust and a Nevis LLC for half the price of what we charge. And, and clients go and they do it. And then they, they, they realize that what they got was documents. They got some documents yep. and some certificates from some jurisdiction and no support, no, no, nobody to call, nobody who cares that you know, they're a client, um, no commitment behind making sure this actually works. And the banking is a huge part of that. And, and the banking options globally have, have contracted. There are not many, and definitely not many on platforms that you can truly feel secure about. So banking in Panama or, or some island nation, you know, the, the James Bond Cayman Islands Bank, uh, if you, <laughs> that's really not an option for the most part. It, it's not something you should be <clears throat> advising clients and clients should not wanna be at these things because they're not banks that you want to be in. Oh, so can you talk correct. a little bit about the banks themselves? So to help U.S. listeners here, to help our clients understand, what is the difference between a Swiss private bank that's been around for 100 or 200 or even more um, time and our infrastructure here, our U.S. banking system? Great. Well, part the first part of that is the, the concept of a closely held Swiss private bank means that it's a zero credit model. Uh, credit risk model. I mean, the family puts their entire net worth, hundreds of millions of dollars, for example, or more, mm -hmm. and they unlimitedly guarantee the assets that the clients place in that bank only as a, a custodian. Right. So the, the bank is a custodian of the assets, whereas in the U.S., the, if it's a bank, they actually, you're making a loan to that bank and the bank actually has the assets on the balance sheet. If it's a brokerage, you do have a segregated account, but you still have a, a, a banking infrastructure that has uh, limited, oh, limited liability to you. Lehman Brothers, you know, they were trading. Yeah, Lehman Brothers is a good example. So one might be loaning it out, the other one might be trading it, but they're running credit risk with your money. Right. Whereas the concept of a closely held model means there's absolutely nothing occurring. And so the only way that the bank makes money is, is on the fees that they charge to hold the money. Right. So, so this is, this makes, so it makes the bank uh, more expensive in that sense, because you have a custody fee that you're paying. So you have no custody fee if you open a Schwab account, but if you open a Swiss bank account, there's going to be a custody fee. They're just going to charge you just to have that account open some basis. Yes. Point. But, but the, the reality, and now the way things are pricing, is that if you are engaging the asset management services, right. it's kind of a wrap fee, okay. which means like Merrill Lynch consults or some sort of 
asset management program in an American bank is going to actually come out to be the same price. Right. So 1%, so 25 basis points, something that's for the business of highly skilled, personalized asset management is the same price that you would pay in the States with more sophisticated management, more personalized, greater access to global markets and a much, much more sensitive perspective on the issue of currency, which right. is another oh, yeah. where the Americans are completely blindsided. They don't really understand the risk that they're running by having all their money in the U.S. dollar. Right. And it's something that is such a huge risk. That this has nothing to do with anything other than macroeconomics and, and the mm -hmm. big picture of the, of the economic picture. Right. Uh, of how all that's changing. And so you're running a huge risk, even if you're going to spend every penny you have in US dollar in the United States for the rest of your life, you're still running a huge, huge risk if you're not diversifying in the currencies. Right. And and so this kind of brings up another topic, which is uh, hot today, which is cryptocurrency. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and what we're seeing is that as, as we kind of would expect, Switzerland is actually on the front end of this. They are being extremely yeah, proactive. They are they are not waiting around to see what happens. So as as conservative as they are and as old school as they are, they get that cryptocurrency is a massive part of the new global infrastructure and the new uh, financial revolution I want to call it uh, which is occurring mm -hmm. and they they are they are they are right on it changing laws and developing systems and blockchain and products that are going to fit that. So, so while it's still early enough where we are not seeing that on the marketplace necessarily, it's going to happen. And if you're already in Switzerland, if you already have access to that platform, you're going to have access to those solutions quicker, I believe, than we are in the United States. Absolutely. Well, we were last week, we were at two banks that take crypto. Right. You Convert your Coinbase account and open up a Swiss closely held crypto crypto platform. account. Right. Yeah. Right. And crypto is a massive thing. I mean, it is massive, massive, massive. So, um, so, so the message here. What I really want to get. I mean, it's it's hard in in thirty minutes to get into every detail of you know every nut mm -hmm. and every bolt about how this works. But if you're listening to this there are some very significant advantages in having access to that Swiss market. It does not mean you necessarily have to have every penny over there, but having the ability to one, get that account open, which is a process, which is, as Ben said, it's, it takes time. Their banks are very serious about their due diligence. Um, it's a process and it's also a process for a US person to get comfortable. And that means mm -hmm. meeting the banks, meeting meeting your 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 liaison over there in, in Zurich, and helping you know you're getting yourself comfortable to go. Oh, okay, um, understanding the sophistication of the asset management, and that you know they're not shooting for fifteen percent returns. And it's okay if you want to shoot for fifteen percent returns in some portion of your portfolio, but if you're going to do that, you need to do it in the context of a, a, a full plan not just throw everything at the wall, which kind of seems to be the American approach. Um, and, and so educating yourself now, getting that information, getting that uh, understanding and giving that comfort level while you're going through the process of actually getting the account open is worthwhile. Absolutely. Well said. And the other thing about Switzerland as a nation state, as a jurisdiction, yeah, um, you know, it's, a, it's a, like you said, it's one thing to be in the Bahamas or uh, in some island state or, or something, but 
you, when you're there, you start to realize that it's not just the financial institutions that are strong. It's the nation state. It's the yeah. sovereign nation state and the nation state's tradition and infrastructure and political support right. to assure the sanctity of the regulatory jurisdiction of the banks, which <laughs> is a risk these days. If you don't perceive that, it means you're not watching what's going on out there. Right. And so... There's, there's a lot to be said for that. The more time we spend there, the more sensitive we, we become to this whole matter because it's part of the conversation. And another part of the conversation, and frankly, everyone is careful of who they deal with. Everyone I mean, there. You have to have, I, I tell this to clients that call and they go, oh, well, I'll just do this. I'm like, if you don't have deep relationships already with trust build, mm -hmm. good luck. I mean, good luck doing what you think you can do. You're going to end up in some third tier bank in, in you know, some third tier country, and that's going to be it. Yeah. I mean, we spend so much time building the credibility of the family law firm. They're very interested in knowing our family's story. Yeah. Well, they, they do, care. <laughs> are there children coming that are going to continue, bring continuity to the law firm's practice? That's right. It's amazing. I mean, the, it's amazing. I mean, this is why my daughter's here. I mean, we're talking about it because they care. They really do care. And it's something that they need to know that they can trust you and your story and the personal side of that matters. And it's not like fairy tale stuff. Right. You're it's not some fast talking American coming in promising <laughs> big dollars, big assets under management. Yeah, exactly. Hook up with me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Sophie, I want to ask you uh, yeah. that, I mean, you got a very, very unique opportunity to actually intern <clears throat> with the, our, our contacts in, in Switzerland, in Zurich. Tell us about that and tell us your perception of that. Yeah. So um, I did a two week internship there and it was amazing because I got to see a little bit of everything. Um, learn about the hedge funds, how they manage the assets, um, how they, do one-on-one -on -one contact with their clients and they really do care about every single client. You're going to know every single name, every right. single asset. And it's just incredible. And I thought they just, they're just working 24 seven around the clock and they gave me their time. Each person in that, in that um, management group gave me a little bit of their time to teach me exactly what they did and what they, what role they played in that, uh, in that firm. So it was really interesting and everything's organized, everything's clean. <laughs> I was just absolutely blown away. So it was well, and they also experience. took her out to the, you know, the different banks. Yes. Oh, so you met them. So, so, yeah. so let's talk about that. There, there's, there's a, a an interface firm. So, we're, it's equivalent to kind of a. Uh, well, explain explain how it actually works. Who 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 you're actually working with and what access that provides you. You're, you're, you're hiring an asset management firm to evaluate your situation and give you advice and an introduction to the proper bank that fits for you. Right. And then you engage the bank. You're opening up an account with the bank's you know, applications and it's, your account is there. And that's how it works. And so what your asset management firm stays with you the whole time and they they're asked managing your assets. They're basically vouching for you with the bank. So they're a part of the due diligence process with the bank. They're a critical part because they're the one that is carefully analyzing your situation. Right. 
preparing the due diligence dossier, let's call it, mm-hmm. making the formal introduction to the bank because they're next mm-hmm. on the line for your credibility. That's right. And then you are paying them to manage your money, which they answer your phone and they manage it individually based on what it is that you're trying to achieve. And it's not a product where the banker comes and goes and leaves the job. And now it's John, then it's Joe, and then it's Jim. Right. It's, this is a family-owned business, working with family-owned businesses, working with a family-owned law firm yeah. that they everyone is connected to each other and everyone is committed to a very long-term plan. Right. And, and so, it's just so different than the than than our fast moving, <laughs> oh, cheaper over oh, yeah. here. I'm going to switch my accounts. I don't have a relationship anyway, so there's nothing sticky about it. Exactly. It's different. And, and I want to go back to something you said about the stability of the nation state, which is Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in our lives up till maybe now, we all took it for granted it, it, that that didn't matter because right. we lived in a stable world where everything seemed to be U.S. centric and we're in the U.S. and we just don't have to worry about the stability of anything except our own government. That has flipped. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. we're realizing not only do we have to pay attention to our stability as a, as a nation state, meaning the U.S., yeah. which is a massive realization for all of us, but the rest of the world, this is critically important. And the value that Switzerland has built around that, the, 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 the history, their ability to go through two world wars with stable banking, to go through all of the change, the, the, the conversion to the euro, the Euro uh, EU uh, political instability, all of that, and stay rock solid through all of exactly. that is is not to be taken lightly. Absolutely, I mean, and let's not forget uh, the Department of Justice tried to trash their reputation. They tried very hard. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, they, so- and they didn't, and 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 they survived that, and if anything, stronger, stronger. <laughs> yeah, because. It shows that it's not a few people that don't want to sign a W-9 that's the problem. Right. Now they, they get to rid themselves of any impression that that's what this was ever all about, which it never was. It never was. That was never, which, that was never the interest of, of the nation. That's right. And, and by the way, the, this concept that somehow there's, you know, numbered Swiss bank accounts, everybody, I hope everybody knows this already, but you can just forget about that. This is yeah. all completely transparent. You're going to sign a W-9. You're going to get 1099s for profits. You're going to pay every penny of tax on any money you have in a Swiss <clears throat> bank account. Be sure of that. There is no mm-hmm. tax motivation behind this. The, you know, the James Bond era is, uh, it was never really here for our generation, if it was here at all, but it's definitely gone, gone, gone. And if anybody tells you that still exists somewhere in the world, trust me, you don't want to be there. <laughs> That's not a safe exactly. place for your money. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I think we covered what we can in this session. I'm sure we're going to get a ton of questions. Um mm-hmm. Ben, how, how why not? Uh, you just field the questions directly. What's the best I, way to reach you? I mean, just call my cell phone number, which is also my WhatsApp, okay. uh, which is 1 202 228 2252. Yeah, or and, your email. Or my email, which is just ben at lodmail.com. Right. And so if you guys haven't figured this out, we are brothers. Um, if you get confused when you're looking at him, <laughs> that it might be me. Um, uh, you know, that there's a reason for that. 
Um, <laughs> and, and we've worked together for the last 25 years. We built this business together. You know, you know, it, it, you're you're talking to you know really one in the same as far as is understanding how the system works. And we've just diversified the roles. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but you're based in Europe. Um, so, yeah. so if they call you and you don't answer, it might be the middle of the night. So, right. Yeah. But that's what WhatsApp's for and the email right. and I'll get back and it's a conversation and, um, it's one that I'm getting a lot more patient with and a lot yeah. more comfortable, really understanding that the job is to educate and help people get the insight and the wisdom that they need to make really wise long-term decisions. And usually that means bolstering the, 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 the argument that they really need to go ahead and engage in the asset protection plan. And then once they do, they need to start thinking seriously about it. And it's not something that's to be done immediately, but they've got to understand why the Swiss banking element's important and why it is that there's another path. And it takes time. It really takes yeah. time, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a long-term uh, uh, relationship that we've built. You know, our clients, I, I say this all the time, we're very fortunate. Our clients are very long-term. There's a very low turnover rate because they understand the value and they understand it takes ongoing support for asset protection to really work should you use it or should you need to use it. The same is true with the banking. So you know, the best thing I can say is engage in the process. You don't have to decide if you're opening a, an account. You don't have to do anything, but um, you know, give yourself a reason to go to Zurich and visit Ben and the entire team mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, and get, get committed to that process. And then you'll have the information you need to make the decisions. Um, I also really want to restate the value of getting comfortable, taking that time to do it as the world of, of, of finance and money is shifting. I cannot state this any more strongly than I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. In 10 years, the world of banking and finance will not be recognizable to us. Mm -hmm. Blockchain technology is going to change absolutely everything. And if you are um, behind the curve, if you are just uh, not paying attention to that, not, not, not being engaged enough to, to see how that might affect you, you will mm -hmm. have decision points where you might not make the best decisions and it's mm -hmm. your money or even have access to make them or even have access, even know how to do it. And, and, and so getting um, it's been said information is free and it is now the internet is free information, but uh, if you want advice and you want curation and you want uh, to, to organize that information in a useful way, it costs money. That's the value today. Um, you know, a tube of toothpaste spread all around the, the courtyard is not useful. Put all in a tube, it's useful. So information out there splattered on the internet is not useful to you. You have to be able to organize it. And today it's just too complicated to do that on your own. No matter how do it yourself you are, you are not gonna be able to do it without professional support and advice. That's legal, that's accounting, and that's finance. For sure, those three. If you're serious about your money, um, mm -hmm. if you're not, that's a different story, and you're probably not one of my clients, not one of mm -hmm. our clients. So, mm -hmm. any last words? No, just thank you, and you know, I'm available. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, well, great to see you guys' smiling faces. Uh, Sophie, congratulations on getting into the, uh, the university in London. I, I, I can't even tell you what a great time of life that is. I know you're super excited. I am, absolutely. I just can't wait, honestly. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So thanks for joining us. This has been The Mind of Money. My name is Douglas Lodmel with my brother, Benjamin Lodmel and my niece, Sophia Lodmel. And remember, it's your money. Act like it.